Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining us once again here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm evangelist Michael McCurry, the host of this program. I can't thank you enough for joining us today as part of our listening audience. The past couple of days, we've started our programs with a word of prayer. But before we do that, I'm going to give you, if you don't mind, a specific prayer request, someone and something to pray for. You may recall, I've mentioned previously on this program, our prison outreach. We have the opportunity with our gospel tracks. Somehow they've ended up in prisons across America and the world. Not long ago, we had two, three, four different prisoners in Puerto Rico that accepted Christ as their savior with some Spanish gospel tracks and All of these prisoners and all of these folks, anyone really that accepts Christ as a result of our Bible tracts, we send them a discipleship follow-up study. And recently, our main man that heads up that particular part of our outreach, his name is Todd Lofbaum, great man that works in our offices. He corresponds with and kind of administrates the discipleship portion of our ministry. He found a website that will give you a listing of prisoners that specifically are requesting for someone to speak to, someone to correspond with a pen pal of sorts. And these are people that are asking for scripture, they're asking for gospel tracts, they're asking for a friend. Now, understand this, I know, I realize that many of these people were put behind bars for a specific reason. But can I tell you, regardless of what failure or mistake that they have made in the past, they are still deserving not only of a loving hand, they are also deserving of a kind heart. And so, if you would, allow us and pray for us to, as we reach these people in this way, we recently corresponded with a few of these folks, and one of them, his name is Shane. Now, Shane, by his own testimony, does not know Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to read for you this letter. It might be a blessing to you as you consider, I'm going to ask you very strongly to pray for this man, Shane. Here's what he says. First of all, I'd like to tell you, Shane does, that you are doing a positive thing. I wanted to at least write back and tell you that. I'll pass along your Bible tracts. See, we sent in not only a discipleship study, we sent in some gospel tracts and understand that a lot of these folks, to some degree, all they have is extra time. And so Shane was kind enough, though he was not really interested in the gospel tracts we sent to him, he's going to pass them along. And who knows where that good seed is going to end up. He says, I'll pass along your Bible tracts, but I'm not really interested in doing a Bible course right now. I do believe in a creator, and I sometimes read scripture. I'm just focused on some different things right now. But out of curiosity, where did you get my website? He, he asks if it was at random or off of some website. And he says, I'd like to correspond as a friend. I have been trying to do positive things with my time. I'm slowly learning Spanish and started learning how to draw cartoons and things. And he, he actually included a, a uh, picture or two that he had drawn. I try to push out, he says, positive energy these days. And I would love to have a friend. I sometimes do have family support. But the people I associated with when I was out uh, outside of prison are not the influence I need. I appreciate you reaching out, and I do want to build friendships with positive people. So with that said, I will place this in the mail, and I hope you write back. I hope you have a good day, and that life is going your way. 
Now, those of you that know Christ as your Savior, you know what the Bible says about eternity. You can surmise by reading, by listening to, I should say, Shane's letter, that he does not quite know Christ as his Savior. Can I tell you the most, if I can put it in this vernacular, positive energy that you can put out is to lead people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that will be our continued desire as Todd continues to correspond with Shane. So let's go to the Lord in prayer for just a moment. I'm going to ask you to pray along with me for this man named Shane. God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the great privilege you've given us to correspond and meet with, even through a text and through email and through the mail, so many people that are searching for a Savior, searching for something. God, I ask you specifically, bless Shane. Bring him to a saving knowledge of your Son. We ask all these things in your Son's name we pray. Amen. Now, before we jump into the book of Nehemiah, that's where we are today, the book of Nehemiah, chapter number eight. Find your place there if you would. I'm going to talk to you about a gospel tract. I have in my hand a trifold gospel tract called Are You Afraid? And on the front, it has something of a dimly lit forest. And uh, if you've ever been outside at night, sometimes, unless you are just a confident woodsman and maybe you have a weapon with you or something, maybe, just maybe, that might cause you to be afraid. Inside this gospel track, a young lady says, It's fun to be scared. And for some people, they enjoy that. A girl said, It's fun to be scared after she walked down a very dark street. The shadows from the trees and bushes made everything look different. When you're in the dark, sometimes everything can look scary. Some scary things are okay, like big roller coasters or maybe just a dimly lit street. Other things can really make us afraid that are not okay. Many times we cannot make these scary things go away. Now, this particular gospel track, as we approach a particular time of year when people like to dress up and scare themselves and others, this particular gospel track called Are You Afraid might be a great option for you. If you uh, stand at your door and give out candy to people coming, knocking, and ringing your doorbell, maybe you'd like to give a piece of candy along with this particular gospel track. Very few times in my life have I ever seen people willingly desire to to accept a gospel track like they do at an upcoming holiday that many of you know what I'm talking about. Maybe, just maybe, you'd like to go to BibleTracksInc.org and order some of Are You Afraid? BibleTracksInc.org, as always, this particular gospel track is completely free. We ship them for free as well. If the Lord lays on your heart to donate to our ministry, we'd greatly appreciate that, though it is not required. Thank you so much for being a part of our broadcast thus far. I hope you'll stick around for just the next few moments because we're going to dive into the book of Nehemiah chapter number eight and verse number three. Nehemiah chapter number eight and verse number three. Let's read verses one through three for a little bit of context. Here we go. Nehemiah eight, one. 
And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. On Monday, we noticed the people's desire to hear from God's man and from God's book. Verse number two, and Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women. Now, yesterday on the program, we noticed the fact that God offers equal opportunity salvation. Red or yellow, black or white, as the little kid's song says, men or women, young and old, middle-aged, it doesn't matter. God wants you to understand what the Bible has for you, both of men and women, verse number two, and all that could hear with understanding. Upon the first day of the seventh month, verse number three is where we will take our text today. And he read therein before the street, that was before the water gate, from the morning until midday, both the men and the women and those that could understand, and then get this, and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Now here's a simple two-word thought for us today. Pay attention. Pay attention. Have you ever heard that from maybe your mom or your dad when they were trying to tell you something way back in the day when you were a kid? They were telling you something. Maybe it was about, it was about taking out the trash or mowing the lawn or cleaning your room or something, and you were off in la-la land. Maybe you were thinking about the, the extra dessert you were hoping to get with dinner. Maybe you were thinking about a, a video game that you wanted to play. Maybe you were thinking about going outside and riding your bike, and they're trying to communicate something to you, and they notice that, that that drifting of your eyes and the fact that you aren't really paying attention. And what do they say? Pay attention. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Well, as important as what your mom or your dad or your coach or school, school teacher or your pastor was trying to get across to you ever could have been, realize that the word of God is far and away the most important thing you could ever pay attention to. Now that phrase in and of itself, pay attention, it denotes the fact that there is going to be some skin in the game on your behalf. Pay attention. There's a sacrifice that is required for you to pay attention. It's not free. Your attention, you only have so much attention to split. And maybe you're like me, and you find it difficult to do more than one thing at a time. Forget doing one thing well. I Just doing one thing even halfway at a time is difficult enough. Now, maybe you've heard that you shouldn't text and drive, right? Why is that? Because when you text while driving, your attention is split and you are driving a two, three, four, five, six thousand pound vehicle, and that little half pound phone could be the difference between you ending up in a ditch and you keeping all four tires on the road, right? What are you supposed to do? Pay attention to the important thing. Can I tell you the most important thing that you can pay attention to is God's word. Read it with me again, the last phrase or so. And those that could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Can I ask you, have your ears been attentive to what the man of God in your life has said recently? Maybe you've paid so little attention that you haven't darkened the door of your local church assembly in days, weeks, months. 
Maybe you're paying attention to other things. Maybe you've allowed family to convince you that going to church isn't quite as important as you thought it once was. Maybe an extra shift at work has prompted you to give up faith for finances. Or maybe, as I just referenced, maybe you've given up your faith in God the Father on the altar of family. Can I tell you, friend? There's a lot of things you absolutely should pay attention to. Your pocketbook is probably a good thing to pay attention to. Your family, absolutely. But can I tell you, if you allow any of those things to trump God the Father, then your priorities are out of whack. Let's pay attention to the most important things. All of their ears were attentive unto the book of the law. When was the last time you cracked the spine on your Bible and asked God, would you please feed me spiritually today? Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day for his glory. Join us tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.